It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in our number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. And if you missed our discussion with psychic medium Matt Frazier in the last hour, uh, the podcast is up. I put the podcast up during the news break. But sometimes it takes a little while for it to actually get out there. So uh, give it a give it a few moments, and you'll probably start seeing it show up in all the different places that podcasts are found, including on WBSM.com and at the WBSM app. Uh, makes it nice and easy for you to get it delivered right to you by having the app. You get the podcast, you get the live streaming, you get a, everything associated with WBSM. Again, brought to you by South Coast Towing. Uh, but I thought that was a really fun discussion with Matt Frazier. Like I said, uh, you know, I've had him on the program before. Uh, on well, on Spooky South Coast before, uh, and in those days he was he was kind of just starting out a little bit, uh, being out there. It was a while ago, and uh, to see the success that he's had in just these recent years, it shows that you know he's he's doing something right. People are going there and they're making these connections. So if you want to get tickets, Zyterian is the place to go. I did get a message, an app chat message from Joanne, who says, "Why didn't you have him give you a reading?" And that's a good question. Um, two things. One, I don't ever expect psychic mediums that come on any of my programs to give readings uh, because it's, you know, it, it's it's like having if I, you know, if I had, um, well, let me think of it, you know, like, all right, if I had Bono here in the studio, I wouldn't be, Bono, can you sing us a song? I would say I would want to ask questions to Bono. So, and I have a lot of questions that I would want to ask Bono, probably more questions than he would uh, have time for. So that's part of it. And part of it too is it, it's not necessarily interesting for the listeners to see that happen in a, ra- listen to that happening in a radio setup. If you are there and you are at the Zyterian during this, it's different. Watching people, seeing their emotions, seeing their responses, seeing the way that Matt receives the messages, all of that is different to see in person. Over the radio, it's its like you're listening in on somebody's private conversation. It can get a little uncomfortable. Now, some nights on Spooky South Coast, we have a psychic medium or psychic or a medium on, and we say, all right, tonight we're just going to do readings, and we're going to see how many readings we can do in two hours and you know, start the clock. And, and that, that has its place now and then, too, but for the most part, I don't think that other people want to hear that. They want to hear about the the story of the person and why they have this ability and how it works and all of that. Two, the other reason why is I feel like that's like asking somebody to do something for you for free. Now, if if a psychic comes on or a medium comes on and they offer to do it and they say, you know, we're just in the course of the conversation. They're like, and for example, Tim, right now I can see this person around you and this person has a message they want me to pass on. I will go with the flow of that. I'm not going to stop them, but I will never ask somebody to do that. I have been friends with Stephanie Burke for well over a decade. I have never once asked her to read me. I have never once asked her if there are any messages from any of my loved ones. And she has the um, consideration of 
you know, the way that I feel about that, never to say to me, hey, there's somebody around you that, that wants to give you a message. It's just, to me, I look at that as I would rather have her have the information because I told her. You know, obviously she can hear my deceased loved ones and she's going to listen to what they say. But I, I, you know, I just, I, I still want to imagine that I have the control in our friendship of, you know, she just knows the things that I want her to know kind of thing. Uh, but it doesn't help either that she can, she can read my mind, which is a legitimate thing. It's happened on numerous occasions and it, I don't understand how it works. And I just try to ignore it because it freaks me out. But like, I will go to text her a question and he will... Uh, you, you know, uh, she will rather, I don't know what I said. Uh, I will text her a question. She will send me the answer as I'm sending the question. So like, I haven't even sent the text yet and she'll respond back. And that freaks me out. It's way worse with her boyfriend. Like I see the two of them have full conversations without saying a word weirds me out anyway. Uh, so that's just the, the, um, the reason why. And then, uh, John in Fairhaven says, does Matt ever call into the station? He sounds like a caller that calls in frequently. No, he, he has only been on, as far as I know, uh, with with me on Spooky South Coast. He may have done a couple of appearances with Phil. I know he's been on Fun 107, but no, he is not a regular caller, even though he is local. Like you said, he's from Cranston, Rhode Island. Uh, so, yeah, it's certainly certainly worth your time and effort to, to go out and see that at the Zyterian, even if you're a skeptic. Go and see how it all works. Uh, I was very skeptical about people that had abilities like that for a long time. I'm still skeptical of most people who say that they do, but I've had my mind changed a little bit, and I don't know how it works. Um, I don't know that it necessarily works the same way that psychics and mediums present it to us. If that, you know, not to belittle what they say, I'm just thinking, okay, you can do this, but I still want to know the how. Like, I think you're sincere in saying that this person's loved one is coming forward and giving you messages, but I'm still, I want to figure out that mechanism of how it can happen. And some will tell you that everybody has that ability. Just some people are better at it than others. So, nah, that kind of stuff fascinates me because what could we do with our minds that we don't do? That's why I pursue the paranormal. It's got nothing to do with, you know, me wanting to prove that, that there's life after death or me proving that uh, there's there's something beyond this. And, and, and we, we you know, if, if I die and I close my eyes and that's it and nothing ever happens after that, I'm fine with that. But I think that whatever is happening here is some sort of psi ability that we could actually utilize while we're alive. The same thing that makes us think a ghost slams the door or a ghost changes the temperature in the room or a, or a ghost bangs on a wall. I think that means that we could do all that stuff without physically doing it. And in fact, I think most of the time that ghosts do that, it probably is us doing it without physically doing it. Anyway, whole different conversation for another time. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on any of the topics of the day. As I mentioned, if you didn't check out last night's edition of South Coast Tonight, if you live in Dartmouth and you are concerned about the septic changes that are being proposed or actually being ordered by MassDEP, uh, it seems like you don't have to worry anymore. Senator Mark Montigny and Representative Chris Markey were on with Chris and Marcus last night. That's That's weird, isn't it, right? 
You had Mark Montigny and Chris Markey. Mark Montigny and Chris Markey on with Chris and Marcus. Anyway, so they were on last night, and they said that um, they have confidence that uh, it is not going to be put into place for Dartmouth. I'm still not sure about Westport to the person, um, Roger, who uh, sent in the app chat message. We'll see what we can find out about that. But there, it seems like not because they said the focus would be on Cape Cod for now because that's where the, the higher problem is, the higher percentage of the problem is. But again, I didn't listen to the entire interview. I was uh, I was working last night, so I didn't get a chance to hear it live. So I was listening back this morning, and I I skipped a little bit around on it so I could listen to some of their uh, hour two discussion as well. Um, so you can check it out for yourself, and I'm sure Marcus is working on a piece on it as well. So there's that uh, tonight on South Coast tonight. Little programming alert for you. Uh, not only will they have in the seven o'clock hour, they'll have State Auditor Diana Desaglio. But at 8 o'clock, they teased us a little bit last night. But in the 8 o'clock hour, Counselor at Large Shane Berger will be on with them. And he's going to make an announcement of a proposal he's bringing forward to the city council that you're going to want to hear. So that's at 8 o'clock this evening on South Coast tonight. And we will be able to react to that tomorrow. And we will definitely be able to react to that with Mayor Mitchell tomorrow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Mayor Mitchell won't be here tomorrow. That's right. Um, He's traveling. So you're stuck with me tomorrow. Uh, but uh, we will um, we will certainly have uh, his reaction to all of the news that's been happening over the last few days and all the way until next Wednesday when he returns with us next week. Also next week, one other thing. If you missed me announcing it, if you haven't heard Phil mention it next week in the, during the morning show, Phil is on vacation next week. He's going to be heading down to Florida for New Bedford Day. But filling in for him all week long will be former Bristol County Sheriff Thomas Hodgson. So you will get Tom Hodgson as the morning show host. I had the chance to do Phil's show with, with uh, Tom. I guess I should just call him Tom now, right? Uh, so I had the, the chance to do the show with him a few years ago when Phil was on vacation and we brought in some different guest hosts for that week. And I came in and I ran the board for these folks who, you know, are good talk show hosts, but just don't know the technical side of things. And I got to do the show with former Mayor Scott Lang, current Mayor John Mitchell, and then Sheriff Tom Hodgson. And I had a blast with all three. Each show was a little bit different. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun with each one of them, and each one of them did a fantastic job. But if you said to me, which one of them could you immediately make a talk show host? It would definitely be Tom Hodgson. He was just, he was very great at it. Uh, he was able to engage the callers and bring up different topics. And so you are in for a treat next week when um, when you actually get to hear him all week long. So there's there's some programming notes for you. All right, let's get back into the discussion though. Again, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Before we went into the discussion with Matt Frazier, we were talking about the. Uh, the statement that uh, Sean Oliver put out last night, the uh, Ward 3 counselor put out an apology statement for the memes that he posted. And as I said, you know, this is probably going to end the discussion for now, provided that all the the things that Sean Oliver talked about come to fruition. And Emma New Bedford sent in a, an app chat message, so much for the discussion is over. Well, no, I think we still want to talk about what happened with the apology being issued and all of that. What I say when I say the discussion is over, when I say that the you know the issue is over, 
I think this means that we probably won't have more protests. We probably won't have more people uh, calling him out. He can get to, to work as a member of the city council now without wondering if there's going to be a group of people that show up in the council chambers to attempt to shout him down. Uh, I don't mean literally because they would be thrown out of the council chambers, but this is going to be, I'm sure, an election issue coming up in the fall. It'll be brought up by whoever his opponent is. But I think, you know, in terms of in reading some of the the comments from from the students uh, that spoke to New Bedford Light about this apology, you know, they, they they didn't love the way that it happened, but it seems like they're willing to accept it. And for those of you who say, well, he didn't have to apologize about anything. Well, okay, but he still did. And I don't like the characterization, by the way, that he apologized because we made him apologize. And I don't know if you mean we as in WBSM in particular. We as in, I guess, Marcus and I being the only ones who said he had to apologize. I, I don't know, you know, if anybody else was saying that here on the station. I don't know if you mean the media overall. But I think that that is a slight, to say that is a slight against Sean Oliver. To say that, first of all, he cares enough about what the radio station or a couple of local news websites say about him that he lets that dictate what he's going to do. I don't know if that's the case. He had numerous opportunities on these airwaves to say the same thing that he said in that statement last night. I honestly think that it happened just the way that he portrayed it. That he talked with these folks, he realized the way that they took this, he probably had a chance to explain to them that that wasn't his intention, and he learned from the experience. That's all. But I I, I love how everybody has to come up with all of these different theories about how things happened. If a protest happened because the Coalition for Social Justice pushed it. It was the communists that were making the kids go out there and protest. Uh, the radio station made, made Sean Oliver apologize. They put the pressure on him to have to apologize. Or how about he just said, you know what? This is getting out of hand. And it was never my intention in the first place, as I've been saying. So I will just issue an apology. Or he learned from the experience. I know that that doesn't fit the don't back down to the wokeness, people, but sometimes it's the right thing to do. And also, you know, Marcus put it last night the best way. People were, people who were part of these marginalized groups were outraged by what happened. People who are Pointing to the student that called him a basic white man and the student who started the, the the one, it wasn't even a chant. It was everybody just saying, at least again by the video, I haven't, you know, I've only seen the edited video, saying, screw white men. The people who are up in arms about that, that is feigned outrage. You are not really that upset about that. You are only pretending to be upset about that so that you can 
use that as a way to decry what these students were actually trying to do and, and to try to make it look like they didn't have any legitimacy to their concerns or their complaints. You're trying to point to it like, like Leonardo DiCaprio. See? 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 But there's no, as they say, they're there. And the kids, I, I, I guess the, the kids won, right? If you want to break it down in those, those terms, the kids got what they wanted. They got elected officials to stand up against what was the content of the memes. Now, granted, not all of their, their requests, their demands were met, nor should they have been. But what did they get out of this? What did they get out of walking out of school with the support of the administration? What did they get? They got some school committee members, a city councilor, and the mayor to denounce the content of those memes, which was part of what they were asking for. They got the administration to allow them to have this peaceful protest, which happened. They got that. And although they didn't expressly say they wanted an apology from Sean Oliver in those demands, they got one. So it seems to me like them exercising their constitutional right to peacefully protest paid off. Oh, and not to mention... They brought up the concern about school resource officers and, and concern that they would not protect them. And Council President Morad said with us on Friday that she was going to speak with Superintendent Anderson to find out what him and his staff were doing about those concerns about the students not feeling safe. And I'm not trying to say that the students aren't safe. I think what has to happen there is just a conversation where the SRO and, and, and maybe somebody from the police department or the police union sit down with these concerned students and just say, hey, you know, let, let us just explain to you the A, the job that we do here, in case you don't understand it, and B, why we would endorse a candidate and why endorsing a candidate doesn't necessarily mean that we support everything that that candidate does. And then the, the end of that conversation, I'm sure, will be those students coming away feeling like, okay, these, these police officers aren't going to uh, protect us. These school resource officers aren't going to protect us any less than any other student, which, of course, we know is the truth, but they just need to, to hear that. They need that reassurance. And I think that'll be the outcome of that. So if you look at the demands that they made, about half of them were met. That's that's change affected by having that protest. That's students learning that if you speak up for what it is that you want to see happen, you can make it happen. That students seeing that if you are involving, if you involve yourself in the process, your voice can be heard. Those are some pretty good lessons to come away with that, to come away with from that entire experience with. 
but instead you're going to pretend to be outraged about screw white men. Yet at the same time, tell people that are part of the marginalized groups that were depicted in those memes that they shouldn't be offended. So you're either not really offended or you are offended, but you're a hypocrite about it. 508-996-0500. We got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. 1420 WBS. WBSM, 1420 AM, 99.5 FM, and streaming on the WBSM app and at WBSM.com and podcasting as well. You can hear us worldwide no matter where you are. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I want to touch up on a few things that's been going on that's been on the radio this morning. I want to talk about Ward 3 City Councilor and what had happened uh, Friday night mm-hmm. on how to how disgusting it was and furthermore um that, well, that gentleman hold on, uh, well, well, hold on. What, what exactly was disgusting what was disgusting yep is that uh miss costa the school committee the school superintendent and the school principal orchestrated and weaponized our children of the city of new bedford to go out and do their political protest as and be the youth march of mussolini and hitler to get their message out because she lost the election. Okay, now, you're, 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 first of all, hold on, first of all, you're completely incorrect. Oh, I'm not. No, you are, because no, you said you said Melissa Costa organized it, and it wasn't her, it was Carmen Amaral that ran against him, so you're automatically wrong. No, 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 no. Carmen Amaral ran against him, but Carmen Amaral was backed by the Coalition of Social Justice and along with the Labor Council, which is also the same special interest group so where, where 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 is your proof? As a school committee member, where, don't Melissa shout me out, Don't shout over me because I can pull you down. Where is your information that they are the ones that were behind this? They're the ones who are out, out at the on William Street and at the city hall. So that doesn't That's mean that they there. were the ones that organized it. No, Melissa Costa is the one who organized it, and also well, right, it's not I'm what you told you Marcus. Say it wasn't, let's let's say it wasn't Melissa Costa when in fact it was. You had the school principal, you had the school committee, and you had other city councils that allowed this to happen. You had the principal at 11 a.m. unlock the doors so they could go. Where's the truancy officer? They shouldn't be allowed. They weren't truant. They were on school property. Yeah, and there was cones out there. That was a well-articulated and structured march. What that was. was, These kids aren't smart enough 
to organize a rally like that. That was done by the so Labor you, you, Council. So you know these the kids. You, you know how smart these kids are. That's a fact. That's who did it. It was the chief. You're talking a lot of absolutes for somebody with no proof. Where's your proof that they didn't do it? Uh, when they told us, when we interviewed the kids, they, when the mother they? called into the show. Who's they? The students that organized it. The students did Do you know how to read? You can go to WBSM.com and read about it for yourself. That, that doesn't mean that you have the actual truth. It doesn't mean it's that like, you do. Like you said before to the other gentleman, being white people aren't marginalized. So in order in order to be marginalized, you have to be you just you, you have to be marginalized in order to have racism or genderism. That's ludicrous. No, it's not. And in, in the, the whole point thing, of the ism is that it's going Oliveira. after. Well, Mr. Sorry. Sean Oliveira does not own a. It's Oliver, Sean Oliver. Buddy, he doesn't owe a thing to anybody, to any LGBTQ. Well, he disagreed. Race group. He doesn't owe them anything. They owe him a great big giant apology for what? And they also owe an apology to the New Bedford police, the police office, for saying defund the police officers out of the school, take all the school resources. You know, these liberal, fascist, socialist teachers, the school committees, the principals, and the superintendents, they all need to be fired out of the city of New Bedford. And the mayor needs to conduct his own investigation into this. And furthermore, we send our kids to school to be educated, not to become Hitler and Mussolini's fascist socialist youth movement. <laughs> what they did was absurd. <laughs> You've got a twisted view of what happened. And the teachers should be fired including the principal and the superintendent who's standing right there who allowed it. Mr. Uh, Mr. Oliver doesn't know anybody. Oliver. It's still Oliver, no matter how many times you say it incorrectly. He doesn't need an explanation about his social media. What they need to do is they need to apologize for him for being racist, calling him through the white man. He's a white man. Yes, he is white. So it's, okay. it's racist when somebody says screw the black man, but when it says to a white man, it's not because racist. the black man has been traditionally screwed. Oh, really? So you're a self-hating white individual, then? No, I don't have self-hate at all. But I look are at things. White? I look at things in reality. Are, are you white? Yes. Okay, so you, like I say, you're like Bernie Sanders and George Soros, self-hating Jew. You're a self-hating white individual who 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 sorrows. The only with, hate I'm hearing is coming from you. People, the only people that you side with are the poor, unfortunate souls who like to complain. You know, these people who are out there who are arguing about Mr. Oliveira. He Oliver, beat, it's he still beat, Oliver! He beat Amaral, Carmen Amaral. He beat her fair and square. And they don't know what to do. They're all in there eating their cookies and their cocoa, belly aching. All these fascist, socialist liberals. And he beat them fair and square. And now all these special interest groups are coming out trying to tear down this man's character. You know, I was a little offended by him putting that speech out that he's sorry for whoever was unfair. He doesn't owe anybody anything. Their problem is their problem. Don't bring your problem to me and make your problem mine because I don't care about your problem. If you're, if, you're, if you're confused and you don't know if you're a man or a woman, that is your problem. I do not need to be sensitized to it. That's something that you need to overcome, adapt, improvise, and do without. You need to correct the problem yourself. Not me, not a politician. And if you're offended by it, boo-hoo. Go tell a story to somebody who really cares. That's why we have Medicare, Medicaid. Go get a free shrink. Are you done? Yeah, I'm waiting for a response. On My response one. is, first of all, don't call in here and keep using the wrong name when I've told you it's the wrong name repeatedly. Take some notes. Have some notes about what it is that you're going to talk about instead of just having this ridiculously hateful rant off the top of your head. The only one that doesn't have any notes is you, my friend. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that I didn't call the person the wrong name. Because you're you're affiliated with the special interest group. No, I'm not. You're you're, you're spreading their moot saying. No, I'm not. Yes, sure you are. You're divulging their fake information on where it came from. So by you saying, oh, it was the youth. All right, I've given you enough time with your ridiculousness. Can you say goodbye to everybody so I don't have to hang up on you? You're lying. You're just lying. You, 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 and you are lying. No, I'm not. Well, you've you're accused me of being a lot of being part of the organization. When it was- All right, that's enough. You're just going to talk when I'm trying to talk to you. Forget it. Let's see. I'm going to mark down that phone number so I don't go to it again. I gave him way too much time. Listen, folks, if you're going to call in, get the name right. Sean Oliver, not Oliveira. I corrected you nicely. You keep doing it. You know what happens? You know what I assume when you keep doing it? I just assume that you're not listening to anything I'm saying and you're just running your mouth, which is exactly what that caller was doing, and that's not the kind of conversations we're going to have here. 508-996-0500. And I apologize for yelling, but I had to get over his voice because he couldn't stop himself enough to listen to what I was saying. Avoid that person on the street, please. They live in a delusional world. You are next on WBSM. How you doing, Tim? Good. How are you? All right. Hey, when you're gonna go buy Celia's and try it out, I want to hear. I want to hear what you got to say about it. I have not been yet. No, I will you have need to. to. You I'll, need to. The food's wonderful. I think I asked you before, but remind me. What should I try specifically? Well, if you like you like oxtail, you got to go Friday or Saturday. You know, I so I've had it before at Brazilian Grill when they had it on on the buffet. But what's what's the proper way to eat oxtail? I don't eat it. My wife does. <laughs> She's Dominican. She loves that. Do you just you just like take the meat out of the out of the bone? Is that the way it works? Uh, she eats it right from the. She eats it just like a chicken wing. Okay. She, she just picks it up and eats it right. So, up, so you you, know I mean? you pick it up and do it with your hands. You don't have to like try to yeah. poke it with and, the knife and the fork. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. They got goat meat there on uh, Fridays and Saturdays, but throughout the week, they everything they got there you you like. Well, I haven't tried goat yet, and I want to. So that sounds like a perfect. And they got desserts. The desserts. In the thing, they got cakes and stuff. They're so good, so you need to you need to try it. Will do. And then I'll hear that. That's all I had to say about it. Everybody sounds grumpy and stuff. Everybody needs to go to Celia's <laughs> and get a plate. <laughs> they all need some good they, dessert and some oxtail. Oh, hey, they make the best spaghetti. I love this the, the, the spaghetti they got. The sauce that they make, the Hispanic sauce. The, the, oh, that the, sounds they, good. The, the spaghetti I get it with junca and uh, the uh, red onions that they make. I get a plate of that. My That's, sons love that. That sounds really good. All right. Well, thank you for the suggestions. All right. Have a good day, Tim. You as well. And, uh, yes, we will always take a break to talk about food. Five, speaking of breaks, i got to take one coming up in a moment. But good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello? Hi. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, that fellow there couldn't get the name right? Yes. His measurements are 52 by 2. 52-inch shirt and a 2-inch hat. All right. Well, let's not get into insulting other callers, especially since some of us also wear a 52-inch shirt. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what my shirt is. I just I just buy shirts off the rack. But I know that when I went to go get a dress shirt, I went to try to get one off the rack that I could, you know, button around my neck. I've got a thick neck, and it's unfortunately it's been that way my whole life. I guess it it has to be thick because it has to hold up my big stupid heavy head. But the the shirts on the shelf, none of them will actually button around my neck so that I can button the top button and tie a tie. So if I ever show up at your event and I'm not wearing a tie, don't think I'm being disrespectful. I just have, I just don't have the money 
to get those specially tailored shirts that actually fit around my neck. And my neck isn't really, it's not, it's not fat. Like there's not a lot of extra skin around my neck. It's just large. And when I button that top button, I can, I can get a button, but for the rest of the night, every time I talk, there's a possibility it might pop off and hit you in the eye. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Wake up each day with the morning. If you want to call in app chat, if you want to text in, which you can get to on the WBSM app, uh, you can do that. Also, uh, just want to let you know, too, that is, you know, the weather is getting better. I think we're going to have an early spring, no matter what that groundhog said. Screw groundhogs, right? We should protest that. But uh, anyway, Precision Window and Kitchen is who you want to keep on your radar in case you start opening up those windows and you realize some of those screens are ripped or maybe they ripped last fall and you said, you know what, I'll deal with it after the winter. Any of those problems that might have happened, you want to be able to open those windows up as the warmer weather is right around the corner. You want to get that fresh air into your home. And Precision Window and Kitchen, they are the people that will handle those small jobs like fixing a ripped screen you know they're not going to try and get you to replace all your windows if you just want to have those screens repaired they will come to your home they'll pick them up they'll bring them to their to their shop they'll replace them they'll bring them back and they'll install them to make sure that it is done right they are not going to leave it up to you and then of course you'd be like me you're just going to end up ripping it again when you try to put it in no they're going to take care of you they do the job from start to finish no job is too big no job is too small they've been doing it for over 35 years so they have lots of experience the family-owned precision window and kitchen they are big enough to handle the biggest jobs, but will also handle those small jobs the other guys won't. So if you want to find out more about them or visit their showroom, you can stop by 1111 Acushnet Avenue in New Bedford. You can give them a call at 508-990-3576, or you can visit them online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That's precisionwindowandkitchen.com. in. Uh, we are going to be taking a break in a moment for the news. When we come back on the other side, more with you. 508-996-0500 or via app chat on the WBSM app. Uh, we got a few app chat messages. Uh, Carol Ann and Asonet says, can we bring back Matt Frazier? When she was talking about the uh, the other caller, she says, dramatic eye roll. Yeah, I don't really want to beat up on other callers. Um, but this this uh, answered seven in a cushion. It says, Tim, I think they heard you in California, you know, when I had to yell what the proper name was for the new War 3 city councilor. 
Uh, it is Oliver, not Oliveira. He says, I really hate when people compare a protest to Hitler who killed millions of Jews. It's funny how a caller knows a lot of stuff but can't say the correct person's last name. And that's what that was kind of the point that I was making is, you know, you had incorrect information in your call. It's going to negate your entire argument here. Uh, and Emma New Bedford, who just doesn't like me, says, this station is not fair at all. All these callers are absolutely right. Well, I think some people would say that things are getting more fair because we're not letting people just ramble on and, uh, and espouse stuff that's untrue. I mean, I let I let that person go because I was trying to get a word in edgewise to correct the misinformation, uh, but he didn't want to hear it. So, Emma New Bedford, if you don't like the fact that you're hearing things you don't agree with, you can just turn off the radio. Nobody's forcing you to listen to me. I mean, unless you're like in prison or something and this is the 